Hey y'all, welcome to season two of Talk Dirty Dancing to Me, where I, Madeline Kaluz, sit down with my best friend, Katie Bowman, and we talk about your mom's favorite TV show, Dancing with the Stars. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, everybody. Tonight is a really special episode because... While Katie couldn't make it and I missed her, I got to bring on Talk Dirty Dancing to me's number one fan, Sarah Maloof. Sarah and I became great friends through her wellness coaching platform and we kind of just met by chance and it turned out that we had a ton of mutual friends and then I told Sarah, you should probably watch Dancing with the Stars in 2020, an interesting year for her to start, but needless to say she did and she loved it and now she's here a super fan ready to dive right in and talk all things dancing with the stars with us I can't wait for y'all to meet her and I can't wait to have Sarah on I hear you now I hear you too good (laughs) okay good I knew it was gonna you know what it was what I don't think my headphones were plugged in all the way You're struggling tonight. I'm dead serious. It has been a serious struggle. I'm and it's just like. It's 1030 your time. You always do it this late. I always do it this late. And then I'm always like uploading this podcast at midnight. It's hilarious. Oh Let me know if I, I know. can help you. I kind of feel bad. Oh, but it's no, so no. worth it because it's, it's like the highlight of my Tuesday mornings is walking. Let's go first thing in the morning and listening to your podcast. I know because the show's fresh in the mind, you uh-huh. know? so it's like you've got to listen to it right away, especially right away. especially if you haven't caught up on the show yet. But and, and this was my first time taking notes like an efficient student, literally being so honed in on my craft here. I'm so prepared with my notes and uh, well, as prepared as I get with my professional dance opinions, but <laughs> you're going to be so great. I'm so excited. So Katie could not be on the podcast tonight and Sarah Maloof is our guest host, our guest star of the night if you will and Sarah listens every single week she live text updates throughout the show to me and Katie in a group text she also live texts us updates as she listens to the podcast gives us so much to go to go off of we learn so much more and think about things more I don't know I just love having your perspective and I'm just so glad that you're that you're on here and you have a podcast of your own. So if you want to tell the people about it, I know we'll talk about it some more at the end, but just yeah. kind of introduce yourself. Tell everybody uh, why you wanted to be a guest host this week. <laughs> well, I'm literally the number one fan. Like I'm one of those, I'm like the crazy direction or fan. If you watch the one direction movies where they're like throwing themselves on the boys on stage <laughs> with like their shirts that have like, I love you or Mrs. Harry styles or something like that's me with the show because y'all crack me up. Katie, big shoes to fill. Sorry, you're not here, but I'm thrilled to be joining you, Madeline. Thank you for having me. Didn't watch the show literally at all until last year. I mean, it was COVID and we had nothing to do. And I was a very open to suggestions. Madeline suggested that I should watch dancing with the stars. And I went just, all in. I loved it so much last year. I loved listening to the podcast to go along with each episode and now or with each show. And now I'm totally in it again this season and having so much fun keeping up. So I am thrilled to be here. And yes, I do have a show. It's called Wellbeing Well Fed. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, or any other major streaming service. Yes. And that is actually how me and Sarah became friends in the first place mm-hmm. was through your platform. 
Yeah. Yeah. And Madeline has been a guest not once, but twice. And we'll have to link those in the show notes because I can't remember off the top of my head what episode numbers they are, but they're good. And we're going to have to get together and do another episode of Mad Libs, as we call it here again soon. I know we really will. And I do miss Katie. I'm so glad to have you here, but I miss Katie too so much. She's the best. She's so busy this week. And like work is just crazy, I think, for everyone right now. And I just know she is, she's missing everyone too, but she'll be back next week. But anyway, all right, Sarah. So you just started watching last mm-hmm. year. So you've mm-hmm. never seen anyone host the show, but Tyra. So I kind of want to get your perspective being a new watcher and a new listener. Um, mm-hmm. And what you think about Tyra and her hosting duties and her hosting. Terrible, job. terrible. And I'm not saying this. She was a fantastic model. She's a beautiful woman. I'm sure she's very kind. She seems really sweet. Just like her, her presence really, I feel like she means well, but her execution is so bad. Like, I feel like you or I could just pick up these Amazon mics that I'm recording with right now and go up there and do a better job. I mean, she just says really awkward commentary. She makes these unnecessary comments and like tonight her outfits like I know y'all always say this like who is doing her wrong in the costume department but tonight her first I know we're kind of jumping ahead but the first outfit her first outfit tonight like was I supposed to get that outfit reference was I supposed to understand that as a Freddie Mercury look because it it looks like a Halloween costume to me but not in the right in the queen kind of way I was confused right and I know that Freddie Mercury was definitely he was either shirtless or in like a crazy blazer jacket with no shirt underneath it and so I don't know I mean it just I feel like Tyra's outfits are always so off beat like they're just not and, and it's like they the ones that are good are just still almost good you know mm-hmm. and also you were a fashion major so you get it like you get fashion you understand fashion and like Tyra does too and that's why it's always so interesting to me to see her kind of come out in these really just bizarre bizarre outfits I mean I think the second outfit was more queen with like the metallic um I don't even know accoutrements whatever you call it like accessories like that was better but Madeline the second outfit looked like she borrowed it from NASA straight up like she was in (laughs) Uh, like she was about to board, like, I don't know what a recent spaceship name is, but that's what she was about to do. Go to the moon. And it was not, she's so beautiful. I mean, I know she's a, she's like a little bit bigger girl, but there are so many ways to play up her curves and be sexy and pretty. And they're just missing the mark over and over. And she's such a gorgeous canvas. I'm like, how is this possible to be this bad when you're so beautiful? Like, I don't know. And it's just looks aside. Like I said, we'll get into it with especially her comments about SUNY tonight. Absolutely killed me, put me over the edge. So when we get there, we'll dive into that more. But sometimes she just says stuff that makes my skin crawl. Yeah. Anyway, I also want to put on the record that Sarah agreed with me that last week Tyra's Carrie costume was better than her mummy costume. So Katie, um, I <laughs> you stand corrected. Katie, Katie can't mm-hmm. be here to defend herself. So <laughs> I mean, there was only there. You could only go up, really. So <laughs> so true. okay. Well, we made it through Tyra. Do you want to kind of just go right in and talk about it? How me and Kate? I mean, what me and Katie do every week is we just go in order of the dances tell the dances and talk about our feelings and then the scores. So I'm so ready. All right. So you're ready. You've got your notes and you're ready to go. Mm -hmm. Okay. First up, we had Amanda and Alan. They had a jive to don't stop me now. So 
what they did tonight too was talk more about her being a fitness instructor which I mean we already know she's super fit super in shape I didn't know she had the fitness instructing thing mm-hmm. on the side Me neither. but but anyway I thought it was an interesting touch so her dance overall I thought it was really slow at some points and mm-hmm. I thought it it was a hard dance to jive to because of like the kind of lags in the song. I loved it though. When we, when they dance side by side and I will say I was just a little bit bored. It was still good. Not her best dance. And Mm -hmm. I was so kind of surprised. I was like, why is Bruno so lit over this dance of all dances? He was just like so excited. But anyway, I want your thoughts. Okay. Well, first things first, Alan, was freddie mercury tonight like (laughs) he got that mustache and just transformed i mean i died when i saw him i was like oh my gosh he was made for this role that was perfect that was honestly the best part to me because yeah i felt like she was slightly off tempo like they were just they weren't on beat as well as normal like they were just missing something with the steps and then i just feel like she's over it i mean that might sound weird i think she's tired i think she's ready to be just at home with her baby she's got a lot going on with this the fitness app the show you know her hosting gig and all that like she's not as full out as when she started the season I, i think she's you know most people on the show have gotten better and better every week and i just feel like she's going in the opposite direction because she's i just think she's burnt out yeah, I, I'm kind of seeing that too. Okay, here's a couple things. Do you think that her and Alan's chemistry seems off too? Yes, 100%. Like, I feel like they had such great, like they were such great buds at the beginning and had such great chemistry. And now it just kind of seems like, like you said, like burnout slash, I think Amanda is starting to realize like, I don't have this in the bag. They're being extra hard on me. And I do agree. Like I thought her dance was really good tonight and I could tell that they were just being super harsh on her. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't, obviously we don't know everything that they're saying behind closed doors, but then I'm like, Alan is really giving her the kitchen sink, like literally throwing the kitchen sink of choreography at these judges every week. But then he got in trouble tonight for adding a lift in the jive, which he wasn't supposed to do. So I just kind of feel like their vibe was super off. Yeah. Almost like she seems annoyed by him a little bit. And whenever they called him out for that lift, he, his face looks like he legit didn't know that that wasn't allowed for this kind of dance or something. Like he looked so shocked when, it, when they said it, when they said specifically, and that's not allowed in this dance. He was like, what? Like, I don't know. It looks, it was weird. It was a weird thing for sure. Yeah. They're both feeling the nitpickiness, I think, of the judges. But I also agree with you. He looked so good with that mustache on. And it was (laughs) about, it it was honestly about time because he has been, been given the dirty by production lately. And so it was, it was his time. When I lay my pillow, when I lay on my head on my pillow at night, I still get nightmares thinking about him as Tarzan <laughs> as as the brunette Drake Bell or whatever who else do we think he looked like because the week before oh, he looked like Drake Bell and then he I mean he just looked horrible my god oh my gosh yeah Poor but god. he was a per he was perfectly in character yeah I mean of course she's talented she's beautiful it's never going to be bad but I just wasn't super impressed like I said I felt like they were slightly off tempo and that she's just burnt out on she's kind of over it I don't know yeah well their score so they got an eight from Carrie Anna, eight from Lynn, an eight from Derek, and a nine from Bruno. So a total of 33 points. Yeah, that seemed fair. Yeah, I thought so too. Okay, next up, OJ and Val had a quick step to Fat Bottom Girls. And I have a few notes, but the first thing I see is striped pants. Um, Giving me major Christina Aguilera dirty vibes. Like, oh. 
Major. Um, also, ironic song selection for this for this pair. <laughs> very, very ironic, like very flirty, but still. Uh-huh. I thought the dance, while it's a flirty track, it was, again, a little bit more playful. She was very, like, kind of giddy, jumpy around. It was very, very good. Her dances are just good every week. And I loved, Mm -hmm. loved, loved the ending to this dance whenever she, he kind of tossed her down Mm -hmm. and she's um, slid on the ground. I always love those. Um, But I did not think it was amazing by any means. I thought it was... I didn't think it was her best dance, and I, I know we'll get to the scores later, but I was honestly kind of shook by the scores. Uh, my notes literally say her scores were bizarre. I would have guessed straight nines. Yeah. That's I, what I wrote down. And, so. and I think it was weird, too, because, of course, in her package, she mentions, I've never gotten any tens, and where are my tens? And then, of course, she gets three tens. But yeah. Lynn wasn't seeing past any of it, and he gave her ass an eight. So <laughs> Yeah. Know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. She's so beautiful and she really is good. I mean, you said that about the the song and the chemistry and they even made that note. Like, I think that your body should have been closer together in certain points. I just think they're a little nervous to have the chemistry that they have because of the scandals of the I past few weeks. I really think they're holding back there and I understand. Um, but she is beautiful and she's a great dancer, uh, especially knowing that she doesn't have the background that some of these contestants do. It's so funny though. My husband cannot watch the show without, without making a comment about how freaked out by the fact that she and Aunt Becky literally have the same face. Like they look identical to each other. It's freakish, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't mind. I like Olivia Jade. I know people have their issues with her, but I like her and I like Val and I think they're doing a good job. I do too. They're, they're another one I was really surprised that I liked. And so mm-hmm. um, Olivia and Val were on a podcast or a, they were on like a web interview and it wasn't like a major. Her podcast. Like a, I haven't listened to her podcast. Is it good? Oh, no, I haven't either. That's what, but she interviewed him this week, but I know what you're talking about. That like after buzz thing. Yeah. So they were on a podcast where she was being questioned about the scandal in the TikTok, uh-huh. and she basically just made the comparison that if my dad got upset every time that my mom was kissing you know john stamos that it's acting and she was like we're out here dancing and dancing is acting and people think that we have these this weird relationship when we're really just friends and i don't know it's just their their instagram captions are a little weird about my my best friend for life and all this stuff and i know love these- you <laughs> Yeah, I know these pros get close. They really do. Like, I know that they're that they become friends for life after this show. But Olivia Jade and Val, it was evident that the chemistry was super there, and now it's evident that they're trying to make sure it's super not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, her scores were a ten from Carrie Ann, an eight from Lynn, ten from Derek, ten from Bruno. Very weird. Like you, I thought it deserved all nines. Mm-hmm. Totally totally there okay next up katie's not here to um fangirl as much with uh, me <laughs> no i will you know i love this man i he know he's just he makes me smile so big week after week yes iman and daniela had a pasta doble to another one bites the dust first of all 
his mommy, <laughs> his mommy. I die for Amon's mommy. Like I would too. I wish I want her to be my adopted mommy. She she was so pure. And the fact that she loves the show and she's been watching it for years. And they were like, You don't know what this dance is. She'll like, yes, I do, because she's been watching it every season. Like, oh, she was so cute. And his love for her, I just I die. I die. I wrote in my notes, his mommy, exclamation, exclamation, I die. <laughs> I just loved like it's always kind of interesting it's almost like takes you aback whenever a big bulky Mm -hmm. big NBA player is like I love my mommy so much like (laughs) and that's just when you can tell that he was raised and that's what he talked about too whenever he spoke about how he grew up in a rough neighborhood and he had three brothers and they never got in any trouble because they had a great parents and respected their family and like I just think he is a all-around an incredible man, an incredible dad, friend, like he's, and he's becoming such a good dancer. I thought this dance, I was really nervous because pasos are just very hard to do, especially to a queen song. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very smooth though. I thought while it was untraditional, it was, and he lost his, he did lose his frame a lot. He was really mm-hmm. tall and kind of like hunching over and putting his, his chest parallel to the ground. But Sometimes I wonder if that's just the height thing and if he's trying to get closer to Daniela. And but when he breaks out, he's so natural and smooth, and it was just still so good. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. I, in my opinion, this dance was a little more chaotic than some of his other ones. Um, but he's just having so much fun and trying so hard, and he's so fun to watch. And like that's what I like about the show. He came on the show. Did anyone think he would make it this far after the first episode? I didn't. I was like, okay, I mean, this that's exciting and cool. This, you know, athletes coming on, but he is freaking killing it. And the fact that he just clearly wants to be there and has so much fun with it, his his energy is just, I don't know. I I love it so much. But I, I I'll let you get into the scores before I make my next comment. <laughs> yeah. So scores. Another interesting round of scores. Kyrian gives him a nine. Lynn gives him a seven. Derek gives him an eight. And Bruno gives him an eight for a total score of 32. Yep. The scores were absolutely everywhere. Lynn was on one. A seven? A seven. At this point in the season, that is disrespect. It is. It's 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 like, here's just here's just me telling you I don't like it. And that here's the problem with Lynn. If he doesn't like something, and I knew he was going to hate it because it was very untraditional. It was not the dark, sultry pasos that we're used to with, like, like the black outfits and the big red skirts. Like, it was a little bit more lively and fun. But also, you give them a song, like, Another One Bites the Dust that has a happy, like, upbeat bass line. So, I mean, what do you want them to do? And Yeah. It, but I knew he was going to hate it. But that doesn't mean, I feel like. A eight was very fair for that. And a seven was just kind of like, I'm just showing you I didn't like it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, totally. And like I said, I do think it was a little bit of a chaotic dance. Was not his best. Did not deserve the scores he got last week, which he definitely deserved those tens yeah. last week. Um, But I just, I really still wasn't even worried because he's so likable that I knew he would get votes from the voters. And as he did, yep. so... Oh, and he's also throwing in a lot more acrobatic skills. He's like jumping now and yeah, splitting. He is. He is. He's, he's a huge man. His feet are massive. His legs exact, are so long. Do we have an exact height on this man? Let oh me look God. it up. See, I looked oh. it up last week and now I can't remember. I know he's seven feet tall. How I know tall he is. Is 
Simon. Um, oh, he's six foot five. I mean, that's tall, but that man looks like he's eight foot nine. <laughs> he literally looks like. What is Daniela he, like? Like two foot four? Daniela's got to be like barely five feet, if that's the case. She could, her whole body could fit in one of his pant legs. I'm not kidding. Like, so true. <laughs> but that, I mean, that it makes it harder for them in a lot of ways. But also, I love the way he can just like throw her around and like you said do these do these acrobatic type things i know you were mentioning him doing leaps and stuff tonight but i mean you know how i feel how we all felt about when they did the jafar dance and the way he threw her around and picked her up i mean that's it's a it's cool they're daniel she's a really really good choreographer the way she was able to bring nelly out of his shell and just kill it last year the way she's doing this with him i have a lot of respect for her and her talent and She's really, really good at seeing the talent in others. And they made the point, the judges made the point, this is not, that wasn't his comfort zone at all. Like, that was a hard style for him. Um, you can tell when he does little things that he's comfortable with. He has so much more fun. And he's really, really good and sharp, even with the loosey-goosey fun stuff, because he knows he's comfortable there. And then when you get him into the stuff that's so not natural, plus the height difference, like, of course, when you're when that's not your comfort zone, you're going to see it. But all in all, he's doing a great job. Lynn's score was bogus and you know, he's still my favorite. I still are. He's one of my favorites. Don't get me started on this next guy, but <laughs> you know, I was about to say, are you sure he's your favorite? Cause I don't, know who. I'm not ready. A, if you're ready, a, I'll be ready. But I mean, very close, very, very close. Um, first uh, and second for me. But, okay. We love you. Iman. moving on Jimmy and Emma they did a Viennese waltz to somebody to love, which I love. I love, love, love that song. Jimmy is the busiest man in America right now. I'm not quite sure. Truly. How, truly. how he's, I don't know. I don't know who his manager is, but like they have overbooked him. Yeah. I mean, call him Edward Cullen. He's not sleeping. He is not <laughs> sleeping. There's no way. He, no, I, my notes say he is touring right now. Question exclamation. How? Because he also, let's not forget when his wife was, two um centimeters pregnant or whatever he said (laughs) he left he went back to see his baby being born or as tyra would say watch that baby come out and then he flew back and did it he has not missed a beat and the fact that emma travels with him and they have the sweetest most pure relationship and friendship and dynamic as a duo here and they're just traveling around like true family on tour together i mean I, I genuinely don't understand. Like, I do not understand how he's juggling all that he's juggling right now. Also, where is he headlining? Because I need to get tickets. Okay. Also, yeah. And shout out to my mom who listens every week. My mom told me on Friday, she was like, I've been listening to Jimmy Allen and I love his music. So I've got to really get into the music. I'm going to also download some songs of his on Spotify this week. That's my homework to give yeah. him some, give him some views and then find out where he's going. Because it seemed like, seems like he's definitely in the Southeast. So, cause he was saying Nashville and, but he's headlining his own yeah, shows, which is just like doing well. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, bro, where are you? Where are you touring next? Because I want to go. Um, Gosh, okay. he's so precious. He's he's literally the best, and Emma is the best. I, I like you said, their friendship is just. Oh my god, she uh, she always finds a way to just be so tight with her partners, and I love it. So, See, but I have to point this out because they have amazing chemistry. They have a great relationship. They do so well together. They're even touring together. This had all the makings of seeing looking like a scandal if they were different people like yeah to olivia and val's point i mean there is a difference because jimmy and emma have it whatever the it factor is but no one has 
thought twice about them having anything that's inappropriate going on, you know? So there's, there's just some tension, I think with Olivia and Val, not that I think that they're acting on anything, but it's just different. It is different. And even if they're in the innocent, you know, even if they're in the clear, so to say, we have to acknowledge the space that we're in. That is different. Jimmy and Al, Jimmy and Emma, though, the purest of pure. It just works so well. Mm-hmm. It's like so platonic, mm-hmm. but like so such such a good friendship. They they really just like fit in each other's lives so well. And Emma and, and Emma and Sasha are obviously like so secure in their marriage. So it's mm-hmm. just like and Jimmy so is too because he's just the best dad. He's so committed to everyone in his life. He's so committed to tour. He ran over and kissed his wife tonight. Oh, I know. And gave her the flowers. I just love that little touch. And such a good song. Oh, it was just such a good song. That was the moment where I was finally like, okay, this is good. Like, Queen Night is good. This is a good Queen Night dance. He got a good song for a Viennese waltz. Yes. Yes. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I I Googled. This cannot be. What? Because I, I Googled Jimmy Allen tour. I must be looking at this wrong. This doesn't make any sense. I was like, oh, he's coming to Tupelo on November 26th. And then below it, it says Nelly, little bit of music series. Wait. At what? the same time? That's what I'm, we'll circle back because there's no way that Jimmy Allen is doing something with Nelly. Well, Nelly I'm, does the Florida Georgia line. Nelly is doing kind of a little bit of a country scene right now. Oh my gosh. I really, I literally think they're touring together. Shut up. It's sponsored by ABC. It's I mean, spo- please sponsor this podcast, <laughs> Nelly and Nelly and Jimmy. Please, if they know no, but about is their tour sponsored by? Do they sell Dancing with the Stars merch? Is there a disco ball over each each uh, stage? I mean, what? They're they're two champions of the last two seasons. Okay, I'm sorry, that was a Very sidebar. Interesting. This is something that I will be looking into later, though. Yeah, same. Because I'll be home that weekend, November 26th. Oh, I'll gosh, be yes, I'll be home. Yes, that's Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. Circling back. Circling back. Katie, when you listen to this, put this on your calendar as well. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So, anyway, his Viennese waltz. What I love about him is that he sings. Usually, this gets on my nerves. But I think it's because Jimmy is a performer and he has musicality that is really, like, flowing into his dance moves. He sings along to every song every week. And I just love that. I wrote down that he was so hot tonight that his lines were so good. His cutie wife was there. And he just has it. Like you said earlier, they have the it factor. Jimmy and Emma have it, and I decided tonight that I want Jimmy to win this show. I, he could. He does have it, and I am obsessed with him singing the words. I just giggle like a little schoolgirl when he does that because it's so precious, the fact that he's clearly rehearsing so intensely to know every word to every song. Like, he's been hearing it over and over and over. He's obviously associating his steps with the music. Yep. And I also wrote that I was obsessed with his suit and obsessed with him. Just the look great scores. It was a beautiful dance. I thought that did such a good job. And knowing all that he's doing on top of the show makes me just have even that much more respect for his amazing skill and performance quality. Yep. His scores were a nine from Karrion, a nine from Lynn, a 10 from Derek, a 10 from Bruno. I thought certainly he was going to get all 10. So I was really upset again because last week, I really thought last week he was going to get all tens too. Mm-hmm. And he just hasn't had his perfect 40 dance yet. And mm-hmm. it's coming. It's coming next week. Wait, who gave him the nines tonight? Karrion and Lynn. And who gave him last week? Um, Do we remember? I, I, Lynn prob- probably. And someone I, else though. 
Yeah, I think Lynn and Bruno know. gave him the nines last week. Lynn and okay. Bruno. I, I don't have that. Like, I took those notes on my computer. But it was two nines, two tens for two weeks in a row now, right? It was. Yes, it was. I mean, he's that's still really, really high scoring. And he's still got a couple of weeks to prove himself. Like, I I would be shocked if he's not in the championship. Uh, exactly. In the finals. Yeah. I, he's fabulous. Same. Okay. Next up. We have the Miz and Whitney. No, 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 no. We got to pause because before we go to the Miz, Tyra literally had the audacity as the host of Dancing with the Stars between (laughs) these two. She made a comment to say, quote, and I quote, I don't know much about this ballroom dancing thing, but I'm learning every week. When she said that, I about fell off my sofa because she literally is hosting Dancing with the Stars. This is like when she said that she had never seen Greece until two days before, but worse. Because she's this is also, Dancing with the Stars, and she just admitted to knowing nothing about dancing. She is also mm. an executive producer of the show, which I know in contract oh, writing, you kind of just, like, write that stuff in. And, mm. like, it doesn't really mean anything. But you're an executive producer of Dancing with the Stars. And that's what it shows us at the end of the show, right before it clicks to the good doctor. Like, you ha- you're you right. Like, she doesn't have much, but she had the audacity to say that. <laughs> and I just, like, I really... Even as soon as she said that, I was just like, bestie, girl. It's like she gets nervous and just says things. You know what I'm saying? She lacks in social awareness. Like, she does not read the room well at all. I think she forgets. I mean, she forgets how many people watch on TV. Sure, there's maybe not that many people there when she's talking. But, like, girl, I mean. Millions of us. She needs to start preparing a little more. Like, have some go-tos. When you don't know what to say, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, don't say anything at all, Tyra. How about that? How all about right. That? Sorry, I had to throw that in because that I, I quoted her in my notes because I was floored. Of all the places, it's not the time or the place to admit that. Sure isn't. Okay. Next up, we had The Miz and Whitney. They had a foxtrot to Radio Gaga. <laughs> Okay, so George, the Miz's dad, made a cameo. I love that he had on a quarter zip with a gold chain in 1980, as well as tonight. Like, my friend Emily was over here, and she just said, don't mess with perfection. As soon as George walked through the door, because he looked the exact same as he did 20 years ago. Um, I just, I, I love that. I don't know. I think I George, the and the, George and the Miz might need to sign up for better help and do some uh, parenting therapy together because there was clearly some um, unresolved issues with the fact of the fact that he's judged him so intensely his whole life. He was like, he's a, he's a harsh critic. He's a judge. And George didn't know what he was talking about. And that boy showed up there acting like he was a damn pro <laughs> himself. And I was I like, know. I'm sorry, sir. Just because you're wearing a gold chain doesn't mean anything here. Like show us what your skills are. But I don't know. It was still funny. And I loved seeing that the Mrs. Dad. Like I just I don't know. I was thinking he was gonna be a little more spastic, but like like he is, but it's it was cute. It was fun. It it was a sweet little cameo and then we'll talk about him too after the dance. But what he said after the dance was really sweet. And okay, so I could tell this is what I love about the Miz. He works so damn hard mm-hmm. every single week. And you can tell that he is, tr- he's one of the, he's, it's almost like he's overdoing it because he's doing it so full out, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's so, he was very stiff tonight, but he really did have such a good frame. And like his Tico hands were not as strong <laughs> this week. He had such good hold when he was dancing with Whitney. 
He doesn't do anything half-ass. He does everything full out. And while I think that kind of bites him in the butt a little bit, it also is just really charming. And I think that's why I liked him and like him so much this year. Oh, yeah. He was very full-ass tonight. Um, he, <laughs> he had, I did, I did think he had a really good frame. He definitely improved on the judge's notes with staying on beat. You know, in the past he's gotten really excited because he's such a spaz and he'll get half a step ahead just because he's so pumped, but he yeah. did a really good job of staying on beat, staying on tempo, good frame, but the purse lips and the stretch neck just killed oh. me dead. Killed me, but it made me just be like, oh, because he really is trying so hard. They gave him that note and he just tried so hard to do what they told him and the execution fell a little flat, but his effort, he's, and again, we say it, we're like broken records. I say we, I mean, y'all say it every week and I'm texting you in the grants, but it's, he's not a dancer at all. And the fact that he's improved so much every week, the fact that he tries so hard every week and the fact that he has so much fun with it and he just gives it his all. I love that about him. He is fun and his energy is always through the roof. And I think he seems like such a sweet guy. Um, yeah, and he finally didn't get the short end of the stick from costume and makeuping because our makeup department, he actually looked like a handsome man. He wasn't painted in white or blue or whatever he's been painted in, looking like a straight, deranged person from a kid's cartoon movie. But he looked good tonight. Um, it really was just did. that stiff neck that and purse lips. He was like doing oh. a duck face, like a Mary-Kate and Ashley 2001 duck face. I know. <laughs> I know. It was so sweet. And I think Whitney has been a really good partner for him because she's a little bit and she is like a little bit more reserved and quiet, but she also knows how to choreograph and she always comes out with a good dance for him. And yeah, he does. He kills it with, with his effort, like 10 out of 10 for effort, but his scores were all eights. He ate it up tonight Mm -hmm. at a 32. 32. Ate it up. Ate it up, which I thought was fair. Me too. I I was kind of surprised I didn't give him a seven, but I was glad they didn't. Yeah, I was like, okay, Lynn, you gave Amon a seven. I don't know. I I I didn't think Amon deserved the seven either. I thought eights were fair and would have been fair for Amon too, but anyway. Okay, so next up we had JoJo and Jenna. They had a tango to body language. So I can tell Jenna is like super hype. We've all known that JoJo is JoJo and she's got all the energy and excitement to be partnered with Jenna, but I'm really seeing Jenna loving jojo and being so grateful and excited that that's her partner and i can see them becoming good friends and it's really clear to me um leading into the dance i was grateful to finally see something that wasn't clearly catered to jojo and her style i know you talk about that it's like in the past she's gotten these dances and these songs it's all just so on brand for her and this was different this gave me that i saw a little bit of a challenge for her through this Mm-hmm. I thought it was very sexy and very sharp. And I thought that I agreed with Derek when he said they looked like supermodels. Like when they hit that strut walk, like they looked so, so, um, I don't even know, just like sharp and confident when they were walking out. And I do find myself watching Jenna and Jojo. I don't just find myself like staring at one of them the whole time, which mm-hmm. usually I'll find a way to like hone in on the pro or the star if they're like my favorite star ever. But these two really do balance each other out. And it is because I think that they're both incredible dancers. Yeah. It's because, yeah, JoJo could be a pro, literally. Yeah. So, and she is um, a pro. So it's like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. And she deserves Amanda too. But um, 
you know, I think when we talk about the scores too, we'll see Lynn does this, but I mean, she deserves to be held to a different standard. Her standard does not need to be the same as Amon or Jimmy or someone with zero experience because look at her background. I mean, right. of course you need to give her, she needs to be excellent. So, and, and that, that's another thing. It's like, I have felt like this whole time, and we'll talk about this more in a little bit, but I have felt like this whole time it was just a shoot in for JoJo. And so I think that that's why I kind of get frustrated when I watch her dancing. And, but I will also say tonight, her fit, her outfit was the best one. I I loved that outfit on her. Mm. I, I can really tell that they're like toning down the, at the beginning, it was a lot of the side ponytail in the bows and they gave her all those little clips in her hair that were big and glittery and now it's like they're toning down Jojo's makeup they're making her look more like a woman and I can really feel like she's and she is a woman but I feel like she's really stepping into her womanhood and her confidence and her femininity and I I did really like the dance and I was really shocked that they didn't get a 40 um in perfect tens but then again I could see where Lynn didn't really love the modern take like Jenna Jenna does a lot of modern dances I was grateful for a nine because I thought we were going to be bored what this would be would have been her third week in a row with a perfect score yeah and that's what I expected and I just didn't want to see for the last five weeks or however many weeks of the show starting two weeks ago through the end perfect score perfect score perfect score that's boring and that's expected and I was glad that Lynn judged her a little bit harder um but yeah, I agree with you. She looked great. They did a really great job. The song was a hard song to dance yes, to compared to the yeah. other other Queen songs, I thought. I agree. And I like their friendship. They're taking the whole thing has gone a, the whole female with female partnership has gone a different direction than I thought. And it's not I just is it's, it's actually fun to watch because they really yep. do look like best friends. Like they look they look like they're truly enjoying each other's company and enjoying the challenge. I just wish Jojo, I mean, she needs some like cough syrup or something. Cause the girl screams nonstop. How does her throat not constantly hurt? Like she does not have to scream so much. I wish she would tone. I wish she would tone that down. Like stop yelling at me. <laughs> I know. And I do love Jojo for her energy. And I, but like I kind of said earlier, I'm just really enjoying seeing her grow up a little bit. And I feel like, when you become famous for such a niche, like type mm-hmm. of all this all out, this glitter, this be kind to everyone, like you put yourself in a box. And what I'm grateful for right now, even though I don't love that she's been dancing her whole life and then is on a dance competition show meant for non-dancers, glad to see the girl power and like just the, I don't know, this, this duo of really strong dancers dance together and, I am with you on it will get boring whenever Jojo continues to get 10 after 10 after 10. But what I think we'll see is this happens to Jenna sometimes because she makes it to the finals a lot. But Jenna gets kind of she's so creative that she kind of goes off the wall sometimes. And like she had Adam Rapon once for the athlete season um, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And what happened to them was because he was so amazing and so talented that she would like overdo the choreography and the judges were like, what are you doing? So I can also kind of see something like that happening to mm-hmm. Jojo and Jenna yeah. in the future. Um, but anyway, something to kind of keep our eyes out for. Yeah. This might show my age, but I don't know a single Jojo Siwa song. Do you? No, I don't know the songs, but I know her from dance moms. 
I also get the weirdest vibes from her family. Like I just, <laughs> did you see her TikTok with the audio? That's like, I always feel like somebody's watching me and it's her mom staring yeah, down from the rafters. Like I, I just see her mom being and this again, is coming from a place of knowing absolutely nothing about her family or her personal life. But I see her mom like creating fan accounts for herself and then commenting on Jojo's pictures, like acting like people, I don't know. She's totally. just, She's that, I guess it's that dance mom energy, it's, you know, it's, it's that heli- <laughs> helicopter parent energy oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, want to move on to the next. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a lot to talk about with poor Suni. So we had Sasha and Suni tonight. They had a positive pasta doble to we will rock you. Um, shout out to Suni because I felt so bad for her. When yes, I, I when she was dancing, I had no idea that she was sick. And then Tyra again had to go make a fool of herself and humiliate poor Suni on national. The, the weird comments about her, the detailed weird childlike comments about her vomiting. I was like, Tyra, stop. Poor thing is already the probably the most insecure as far as what we've seen through her packages and everything. As far as the contestants go, now you're embarrassing her by letting the world know that she's ran, running off stage to vomit. That was so unnecessary. But knowing that, I thought she did a great job. Not knowing that, my initial takes were, well, for starters, Sasha with the heavy eyeliner during their rehearsals (laughs) was a lot. Like, he's in full glam, and Suni's just wearing no makeup, and he's got eyeliner for days. Um, But my first initial thoughts with her dancing is, like, she doesn't really finish her moves. Like she st- she she'll throw her arm out or her foot or whatever she's doing, and then it's almost like she kind of goes limp with it when she needs to stick it. You know, like for yeah. her gymnastics terms, like a stick it, like sharp, be sharper. Especially with the beginning of that dance was so like bam, bam, pow, pow. But she would just kind of half do it, um, and that always bothered me. Like like the judges say every week, there's just so much more there, and she needs to tap into it and kind of get out of her head. But knowing that she was on the verge of puking, she did a great job in retrospect. Yeah, seriously. So a dance to even like what you said, I totally agree with that. I've always said that and always thought that Suni's bottom half is 10. Her top half, mm-hmm. it's lacking. And mm-hmm. and then they fall somewhere in the middle when they give her a score. But that for a song that you have to be sharp and fierce, it it's the Paso. I loved, loved, loved her outfit. I loved the skirt flips. I thought it was serious and powerful is what I wrote. I said, she is being so serious. I wrote that in my notes before I, so I had seen, I saw Sasha's Instagram post earlier being like, I'm so proud of you, Suni. You've been so sick lately. And like, you're just, you're out here killing it tonight. And you know what? Like, like I said on the podcast last week, Suni is the most, besides Jimmy, the most overworked person on this show. And I feel like she's just exhausted and she Mm -hmm. has like a freshman year stomach bug and she's been traveling back and forth from Auburn, Alabama to Los Angeles, like to do school and compete and practice with her team. And like for Tyra to have, to have, like we did not have to know. And that's where like, there have been times where other people have been sick on the show and they've just been like, Due to other reasons, they're not going to be receiving their scores out here, but here's their scores. And, like, she did not have to tell us that Suni's having stomach issues. And she didn't even say it that adult like. She was like, her tummy's upset and she's going to, re- what'd she say? Something Take weird, care like, re- of her tummy. Take yeah, care like, of her tummy. Get, get out. Um, But <sighs> yeah, I just think Suni's so adorable and she's just so innocent and. 
I am. I just really surprises me with her gymnastics background that she wouldn't be sharper with a lot of her moves. Yeah, but I don't even know, like, because I know that that calls for a lot of fluidity too. But also mm-hmm. at the same time, like, I, and I, that's why dance and dance and gymnastics are so incredibly different. But at the same time, it's like she still has an advantage because she knows how to do counting and mm-hmm. she can, is flexible and athletic. So. I don't know. Poor but you thing. can tell she's so out of her comfort zone at the same time. So again, we love a challenge and I wish her um, all the well wishes. What am I trying to say? I just hope that she feels better and next week comes out and just kills it. Yeah. And I hope it's nothing serious either. Like yeah. her, her appendix or something, you know, like it, yeah. she, she just looked so pale and, and oh, bless her. God bless her. Anyway. Uh-huh. So then we had Cody and Cheryl, and they did a Foxtrot to Best Friend, which I love that song by Queen. That's such a sweet song. Mm -hmm. So I loved Cody's package. um, And it's weird to say that I loved it, but I I was really touched by Cody's package. And then it's always really powerful for me when Cheryl comes out and talks about that she was a former addict. Because when Cheryl kind of took a sabbatical from this show, it was when she got sober. And so I always think it's really brave of Cheryl to come out and talk about that and um. I don't know. I thought it was really nice of Cody to share his friend's story and to have mm-hmm. such a like happy and bubbly song, but also talk about some really hard stuff. I, I think it's important that they do that on this show. Yeah. I didn't realize all that about Cheryl that threw me, but now wasn't AJ sober last year too. And they talked about that. Or did yes, I make so, that up? No. Yeah. Okay. You didn't make that up. So AJ and Cheryl also like they met through the show and they started even so they started some sort of foundation and now they have a podcast and like all this stuff together. Yeah. So it's, it's like, it's really, really cool. I had totally forgotten, but yeah, Cody sharing that story about his friend just mailed to me. That was really, really touching and impactful for sure. And then having a partner who really could understand and walk that walk there with them and saying, there's nothing you could have done or said that was very. And then you saw that emotion come out on the dance floor afterwards with the closing remarks before they got their scores and everything. And, yeah. Yeah. That was a really, it was really sweet. They got really personal with some of these packages this week, bringing in parents, bringing in, um, you know, Cody. I feel like they always, they tend yeah. to pull a lot, you know, for different things. But I've, a lot of these packages have been like still really legitimate and deep. Like they're not, st- they're not reaching as far still. Right. And what they, no, it does. And it's funny because what they used to do before you were a fan, they had a a whole episode dedicated to my most memorable year. And it was usually like a two-parter because everyone kind of got to tell their story of like something that happened to them that was super impactful. And I really missed that night. My friend Ellen was texting me tonight. It was just like, I miss most memorable year. Like what is queen night doing here? And while I'm grateful for these, like new trendy fun Britney night grease night really well produced nights I do miss the old like cheesy really emotional really deep dancing with the stars nights and so what I feel like they've done is kind of sprinkled through the season something where everyone kind of tells their story I was just about to say do you like that though because it doesn't overload into one episode and every week you're so you're touched by someone (laughs) else's story you know it's like it's like such a it's I I do see the benefits of that but also my most memorable year was just such an iconic night and I would just sit there on the couch with my mom with Kleenex boxes and like we would just sit there and just be bawling our eyes out because it was just so good and but it was also gut-wrenching like when someone Mm. went home after sometimes you just need a good cry I is that I I mean 
tell me I'm not the only one who will like YouTube soldiers coming home just so I can cry into uh, my phone. All. Not at all. And like kids being able to hear for the first time, like just, just uh, it messes me up. But I, I literally subject myself to it on purpose. So yeah. 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 But Cody's dance, I thought it was good. I saw he had some Tico hands, Tico the squirrel hands a little bit, but he opened up. He had good movement. I thought Cheryl's choreography was better. And I'm used to seeing Cody so bubbly. So the dance was good for that, but it was also nice to see him opening up and getting emotional. And I know this has been like kind of a much harder journey for him too on this show. He is just better than her though. Like as not as far as skill set, obviously she has a lot of training and, and this is going to sound so hateful. And I think she's a great person. I'm sure with a great story, but her contract does not need to be renewed. It, her time has come and gone. I'm sorry. It has, you can see it. You can see her levels of energy compared to the other pros. You can see her choreography levels compared to the other pros. And it's just not there. Mm-hmm. And I hate that because Cody is so just fun and I want so much for him because he's such a likable human and like you see on all the Peloton stuff how fun he is and how much he has to give and it's just not being matched with it's it's every week it's frustrating because I feel like he's doing exactly what he's been coached and told to do Mm -hmm. but then it's not right judges yes but when the judges come with their scores it's like he gets what he deserves, but it's not his fault because he did exactly what he was told to do in rehearsal. It's just not as good as what everyone else has. And yeah, I mean, she's great, but how many years has she been doing this? Uh, like a long time. Of course, yeah. such a long time. I, I just think it's, I think, yeah, but I don't think Cody will be the winner or anything, but I'm happy that he's made it this far, especially since he had the rough start with COVID and everything. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. Two years ago, no one knew his name, and now he's on Dancing with the Stars. Like, we just love to see it. And so. he's, I mean, he's a he's taken the world by storm. I love, whenever I'm not motivated, I hop on the bike for a Cody workout. Like, uh, I almost just, got a Peloton strictly for his classes. They're great. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Okay, so his scores, two eights, two nines, 34. Honestly, was a little surprised with the nines. So, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I was really, I was like, dang, Derek and Bruno are being really generous, but I'm ready. I don't know. It's like, I think, think he's going to be here for a while. So I'm just ready yeah, for think, something breakout. I don't know. I don't, I think, I think he is one of the next two to go. Okay. Well, yeah. next week is a double elimination. So, yeah. Ugh. That's where I think anyway. he'll be. I'm so not and and I think he's a great person, but like I said, I really blame Cheryl on that one, honestly. And that's just what I think is going to happen, based on what I've seen, in my professional cool. opinion. In your yes, in our professional opinion. Okay, next up, one of my all-time faves this season, Melora and Artem had a foxtrot to Killer Queen. You're gonna hate me on this. Go ahead. I'm not. I hate love. You. I love Melora so much. I really do. She's fun. She's talented. She seems so sweet. Just everything but I think she took when whenever the judges gave her the notes that she was too animated and too over the top and theatrical I think she took that to the too far of an extreme on the other end of this week because Matt said it best my husband he said that she seemed dull and I agree like she was so good she was polished and um which I thought was Another good word. Matt gave me a lot of description, descriptive words on this one. He watched this one with me. Um, shout, she out, was very, shout out to Matt. Shout out yeah. to the supportive husbands of Dancing with the Stars. Matt yeah. should have been on the podcast. What? Oh, my gosh. 
that would Come be in, hysterical. <laughs> oh, he's definitely asleep. Um, it would be like, she is so good, but I thought she, her, her face was almost too serious. And, like she was, you could tell in her mind, she was like, tone it down, tone it down as far as her mm-hmm. facials. And then she had that little slip up at the end yep. too. Um, not her best dance in my opinion. Again, she's never bad, but this one didn't wow me. And I actually wanted her to smile more this time. I'm with you. I think it was like she was trying to be the stoic killer queen mm-hmm. or like fit the song type. I, she clearly forgot the end of the dance. Yeah. Like she, there was, it was honestly, and she got lucky that the judges, she was at an angle to the judges because she just kind of stood there at the end. And then I could tell she was talking to Artem at the end of the dance and was like, I forgot to kick. Like I just forgot. She totally forgot a whole pass of the dance and he was just uh-huh. like it's okay you know it's okay and I think Artem is one of the tougher pros to be partnered with he is very serious he does mm-hmm. not play games and like I mean she's coming back next week of course because she's just I don't know she's charming and she's sweet and she's like America's mom I want to watch every single tv show that she's in but I'm with you like it was a boring dance. I was bored. And it was so well produced, too, which was annoying because she went last. And usually when you go last, it means you have a really well produced dance mm-hmm. because you have a lot of props and things. But I don't know. Like, it just wasn't there. And she'll hopefully come back swinging next week. But then I was shocked by her scores because she got all nines. And I was like, it wasn't that good. No. And I was really surprised. Like you said, that the judges didn't catch on because from our angle watching on TV, it was so clear at the end. She just, it's almost like she said, Oh, oops. Uh, what? Uh, yeah. well, there goes that at the end, like she messed it up. And then yeah. no one even said a word except Carrie when she was like, um, I think I saw something at the end, but don't tell me or whatever she said. Yeah, Because like, if they don't, yeah, if they don't see I it, was, like they're not going to critique it. It was seemed like a pretty big mistake or slip up or forgetful moment, but whatever. She got away with it. So what were her scores yeah. again? I'm sorry. Nine. All nines. Yeah. Nines. Yeah. yeah. Good for her. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now we get to the relay of the night. No, so- no, no. No, no, no. We get to the wrong package play yes. of it all before we yes. see a single dance. That somehow is probably Tyra's fault. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and that's the thing. She was like, see, they played the wrong package. Like, okay, so what happens or this relay, like they've been kind of switching it up every year, kind of what they do as an additive and like things to really challenge the pros. So there were three styles of dance, jive, foxtrot, and Viennese waltz. And there are only nine couples left. So it was like three versus three versus three. And the first up, we were told by Tyra it was a it was gonna be the jive, and then they played the Foxtrot relay package. And then Tyra was like, We played the wrong package. So we went back and then played the jive package. And before we even saw any dances, we had seen two packages. It was just it was a hot mess. Chaos. Yep. And I'm just like, this is when I get frustrated because this is a very this sh- okay, I get it. The show's live, so it does add an difficult element there are a lot of moving parts of the show but one thing I've always loved about this show is how well it is produced because they literally are like doing everything under the sun they are working so hard I've been to a live show like I've seen it firsthand it's absolutely insane what they do in between like all the changes and stuff that's cool I don't know you've been yes and what they can do in two minutes and 30 seconds is like it's crazy to me So anyway, I get it. Like crazy things can happen, but Tyra doesn't have to like push blame on other people. Like I I just roll with the punches. I don't think she rehearses. I really don't. I think she shows up 
blind. Like she <laughs> might rehearse that day, you know, when they do their run through, but I don't think she like prepares through the week. No, and so it's, it's so easy for her to mess up live. Yeah. yeah it's but we evident. don't have to go down this rant again. It was crazy. I was with you. I'm like, this is way too high production. This is way too much money thrown into the show to be screwing up like that. This should be all to the yep. second, you know, like to the second, you know, what's coming up on the queue. But anyway, they bounced back from it and then they did the yes. first relay. So the first relay was the jive relay to crazy little thing called love. And they had the Miz go first, Iman go second and Cody go third. So really it was so quick. I didn't have time to take a lot of notes on these, but what I did think, so it was the Miz, Iman and Cody. Um, I thought the Miz did good. I thought I, did he too. Had, I thought the Miz had the most content. I thought Iman was swaggy and had so much style. Of course, I thought his jive was amazing week one when it was super underscored. So I was glad to see him do it again. And then Cody, I will also say it was very good for being a technical dance and him having something that was polar opposite that his previous dance as well. So anyway, Cheryl messed him up again though. Cheryl couldn't get up off the floor when she tried to slide between his legs and <laughs> That one part she like got stuck. Did you notice that? I know. I was saying I think it was her I think it was her skin like on the hardwood floor. Yeah. I really do. Because um, her dress was super short, but whatever. I just love him on. Like he was so fun. This style is it fits him well. He's got that, like you said, swag. He gets super excited and has so much fun. He killed it. I thought the Miz did great too. He did seem to loosen up and have more fun with it. When the judges did their scoring, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I'm kind of go oh, ahead. Oh yeah, go ahead, it. go ahead. Yeah, I was I was honestly incredibly surprised by two points going to Cody and no points going to the Miz. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I really feel like I feel like he had the most content out of both of them. And this is an Iman Stan podcast, but I thought the Miz had the most content, most yeah. jive content, and um, his neck was definitely looser. So I was like, he he even made changes in in 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought each of them would have gotten one, honestly, and then a mom would have gotten the others, but I don't know. They, yeah, and yeah. they all did a good job, in my opinion. So Iman got two bonus points, and Cody got two bonus points. Did you write down who gave the bonus points? I forgot um, to do that on this one, I but think? if not, it doesn't matter. Well, I was surprised because I know Lynn gave Cody one of the points, and I kind of was surprised by that. I thought yeah. he was going to give it to the Miz for some reason, and then... I think Derek, uh, I, think, I guess Derek gave to him because it? he said, yeah, he was like yeah, the swag king himself or something. Yeah, and then Bruno and Lynn gave to, um, yeah, that's right. Okay. okay, cool. Yeah, well, I was really sad for the Miz not getting a bonus point, but anyway. So then we moved on to the Foxtrot Relay, who were JoJo, OJ, and Jimmy. I thought this was a stacked competition against Jimmy, and Jimmy even notated it in the package, like, I got to go against JoJo and yeah. OJ? Like, what the heck? Um, I mean, th that was also a difficult relay, I think, to do. I was, yes, agreed. He held his own, but, I mean, no-brainer. That was – OJ and Val really blew me away with that. It, In it, that short period of time, they nailed it. Yeah, it was like a fully produced second number. It felt like like oh it my gosh. it really really stood out. I don't know, something about it was just really special and I was like, "Damn, okay." They did a really good job with that in that short period of time blending like her frame and the technique was all so spot on, but they were so personable when they did that little thing where they turned and looked at the camera and did some little like fun jump 
kick, whatever they did, like just some little fun motion in the middle of it. I don't know. They were cute. They were fun. You could tell they were enjoying it and they, they just nailed it. I fully agreed with the judges all siding with them on that one. I don't even remember what Jojo did. And that's really not like me to even have an idea. I thought Jojo seemed, but I was like, oh, that's not, that wasn't very good. I mean, at her standard, they, I don't know. It felt weird. This, this, I don't mean this to sound not politically correct, but this particular dance was the first time this season where I watched them dance in a way that it was like, this would have been better if Jojo were dancing with a male partner. Yeah. The way they held themselves was awkward in it to me. I think it was a little bit with the height difference for some reason with this dance wasn't working very well in their favor. Um, They seemed a little just off. It wasn't, it wasn't great. Yeah. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. Yeah. The other part too is like having the beginning of the song is also awkward. Mm -hmm. Like, and pressure, it's very, it has that dun, 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 like that almost like, I don't know, it, it has Bye, that size, slow baby. beat. Yeah, it has that slow beat coming in. So I can see where they kind of had a shorter end of the stick there. But Jimmy, I thought, killed it with the hand motions. And I loved his little wrist flick at the end with, I don't know. Yes. He's so yes. cute. Is it just me or did his arm get like a foot longer? When he like put his <laughs> hand up in the air and I was like, I'm sorry, is he Gumby? Like his his arm just went so far out and it was totally. so funny and sassy. Also, um, is it just me? This is going to make me sound so uncultured or whatever. Every time I hear the beginning of that song, I think we're about to listen to Ice Ice Baby by, by Vanilla Ice. It's definitely like, got the I'm, same beat. I'm At the beginning, I'm ready to go into... Doom, 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 doom. Yeah. Ice, ice, baby. So funny. No, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think yeah. it is our time period. But all four bonus points go to OJ. But Jimmy also, shout out to Jimmy. He looks so good in pink. He just so good. Pink I is just, his color. I just, he has had, his styling's been fantastic this season. Yeah, he's the best. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love him. Okay. Last relay, the Viennese Waltz relay. We had Amanda... Melora and Suni danced to We Are the Champions. And I just thought they were all good and all fresh. I was like, how are they going to pick? I felt like they were all very even. I was holding my breath for Suni when she was being spun around like that, especially when she was being spun on the floor. I was like, if she pukes and slides around <laughs> and her and makes vomit angels on the floor here, I'm going <laughs> to lose my mind. I just really thought it was coming, but she held it together. Um, did a great job. And yeah, I thought it was interesting because the judges like really lost their minds, freaked out about this and it was good, but I kind of thought the OJ, Jimmy, all that, I thought they were more impressive as a whole. Um, but yeah, it was good. That is a good job. Yeah, they were all good. I mean, I like it whenever they can go back to back to back because then you can really kind of see who stands out and who doesn't. But this one was very evenly matched. And mm-hmm. um, it obviously played in with their scoring. So Melora got two bonus points. She got bonus points from Bruno and from Lynn. Um, Amanda got one bonus point from Derek. And Suni got Carrie Ann's. Mm-hmm. So very fair. I feel like yeah. everybody getting a point was nice. A nice. Yeah, I like. I up. like that. I like the split. The split votes there. Different judges seeing different things, and I yeah. think Derek has a soft spot spot in his heart for Amanda. I think he does too, because I think he's seeing it. He's seeing like 
and he's been a little bit tougher on her in the past, but I think Derek definitely knows she's the most skilled dancer. Mm-hmm. And he, Derek is just the best. He's, he, the, the he gives such man. great criticism. So. I, I just love him. Like, I think he is such a precious soul. He really is. Okay. Well, speaking of precious souls, let's talk about the saddest part of the night. Wait, before we get to that, can we please talk about when Tyra, and this is not supposed <laughs> to be a Tyra bashing show, and this is not her fault, but when she was just talking and the entire thing she said was unheard by the audience because her mic was not connected or something. Yeah. And no telling what information we missed. I'm like, what did she say about next week? Besides that, it's Janet Jackson night. Like, what else did she say? Because I, I don't know. It was a, just literally a full 20 seconds of hearing nothing. And in the Facebook group from Lynn the 10 that Katie plugs every week. So it's my turn now. Someone said that wasn't production. That was God. <laughs> Dead. And like, don't you think someone was in her ear the whole time? Like, we can't talk to can't, We can't hear you. We can't hear you. Like, does she not realize she couldn't be heard? And she just kept bulldozing through it because I was laughing out loud at the oblivion and at the fact that maybe everyone knew and Everyone chose to let her keep going. <laughs> no, I seriously think I, I can tell you because of the way that I think she talks about production when she says like they, they're telling me, they're telling me you have to be quiet. They're telling me you have to score. I think they were just like, nah, we're going to just let her talk. Like, screw this. I don't care. This goes back to it too. Like, this is such a high quality production. Like, how do, how does this stuff happen? How in one week do you completely play a wrong package and immediately thereafter lose the host mic for like 20 seconds uh why y'all it is yeah but it made me actually laugh out loud because she was just confidently telling us something but we'll never know we will not ever know maybe one day but no no, i'm fine with that i'm fine with that (laughs) the saddest part of the night elimination we were just like breezing through all the couples she's calling names she's calling names she's calling names and then we get to four people left and i'm like hold on a second we have jojo amanda we have, um, there was Jojo, Amanda, and then Miz, the Miz and, and who else was left? Was um, like also, sh- oh, um, Melora? Had, yeah, Melora, because they hadn't called anyone le- anyone yet. And I was like, what the heck? I was like, who is this going to be? So I, it's I'm going crazy in my head. I'm thinking, is Amanda finally going to be in the bottom two? Because that's what I've been predict- predicting that's, this whole time. That's, I thought it was about to be Amanda and the Miz. I thought so too. And so when they called Amanda safe and then Jojo and the Miz in the bottom two, I was like, wait a second. I was so shocked. And my first thought is that something was called wrong. Like I just thought there was no way that Jojo was meant to be there. And that was so rude that they kept saying that Jojo, they were, everyone was shocked that Jojo was there and they kept praising her. Like I felt if I were the Miz, I would have been, my feelings would have been so hurt because of the way they just basically made him look like, well, yeah, of course you're here, but Jojo, how did you get here? I mean, yeah, we were all thinking it, but still it was rude and hurtful in my opinion. And that's kind of what Katie got on her soapbox about last week. Whenever they're like, I can't believe you're here talking about, you know, Suni and the others. It's like, well, then what else do you expect of this show? Like we, we, the people vote for a reason. Like, what do you mean? You can't believe they're here. Maybe people don't want them there and i will just say i was completely shocked i thought jojo had the most votes i mean i thought certainly she has the most votes the most support she has the highest scores like something's wrong here that's exactly what i thought but then i started thinking maybe we've gotten this all wrong all along because i thought that jojo was going to have this army of followers because of her fan base they're all on social media all the time she's got such a loyal following i thought they'd all be voting but realistically Teenagers don't watch Dancing with the Stars. And 
middle-aged moms watch Dancing with the Stars and Amanda's show gets that kind of viewership and Jojo, you know, so I guess I had it all wrong and she's not getting the votes because she's clearly getting the scores. And also something literally went went wrong and was announced wrong because that just really, I mean, I was so, it made for good television and maybe that's what they wanted though, you know, so. Yeah. Also, I'm thinking like, what about they're seven and eight and nine years old. Like her mega fan base is like Northwest age. Like they don't, they're not voting on that young stars. How old is Jojo? I mean, Jojo's like 22 now or something crazy. And she's got seven year old fans, but you know how that is. Like she, she does those, like she's, she's a kid. Um, you know, she's, she's like, I'm trying to think who ours was like, I don't. I mean, we had more iconic ones like Britney Spears and things like that. But Lizzie McGuire, for example, that's like, what I maybe okay. kind of more that demographic. Like mm-hmm. maybe they're not watching and they can't vote on their cell phones or whatever. So I'm I'm thinking you're kind of right. Like Amanda Klutz does have the more the demographic of the people who watch the show, and that kind of demographic doesn't always support like modern changes so mm-hmm. i it's kind of with the johnny ware and brit situation that we had oh, last year gosh loved Which, them justice for johnny and brit but yeah so i don't know very shocking bottom two i'm with you like i know that they were being like the miz we love you man you're so cool thanks for coming out and giving it your best shot but like he was you could tell he was like i don't even want to stand here and do this he he literally looked at whitney was like this is cool like you kind of heard him the mic picked him up he was like oh cool like i can't believe this is how it's gonna go down like no one's gonna even vote for me at all and you could tell that was so defeating and i was so upset because i love him and i uh i just love him i do too but i do kind of feel like it was his time and i feel like he knew it was his time um I really did kind of think Cody was going to go home tonight. I don't know. I just think he's lacking in something. And, um, but I don't know. I, I wasn't, I was sad because he's great. He tried so hard. My first thought was, gosh, I feel bad that he just said his dad judges him so hard and critiques him so hard. And his dad came tonight and he went home. His dad's probably going to give him hell about it now. But his dad also said, you're already a winner. Like whenever he went off, it was very sweet. Whenever his dad was like, you've already won in my eyes. Whenever Tyra gave old George, George and his gold chain, the chance to say, hey, but yeah. And he's, I mean, he did, he has nothing to be embarrassed of. He did a great job. He did. I mean, he made it really far. His wife freaking loves him, supports him. Whitney was a great partner. He did a great time. The show has to end somehow. You know, people have to leave. And we're at that point where everyone's so good that every week it's not like an obvious answer. Yeah. You never really know what you're going to get. I was not, I was not um, mad about him leaving. I'm, you know, it's always sad to see someone you like who tries really hard and does a good job go, but I thought it made sense. I'm just still like processing Jojo being in the bottom two though. I really am. I just was so, so thrown off by that. Yeah, me too. And, but it, it makes it more exciting because you and I both have been like, Oh, well, She's obviously Jojo's winning. Yeah. Like obviously Jojo's winning. Like, cool. We'll, we'll play along until then. But now it makes you think, you know, like I'm, now hmm, I'm maybe like, someone else has a chance. Yeah, I'm like, Jimmy really could win this thing. Iman really could win this thing. Like, the people, we can make it happen. I kind of just, um, I just wonder. I can't help but wonder, in the words of Carrie Bradshaw. Like, do you think that there's this side of production? I mean, this is television, okay? So, I know it's supposed to be reality TV and all our votes or everything. But do you think sometimes they, like, 
want to make for good TV. And so they throw someone in the bottom two who really maybe didn't have the lowest score, but not the highest either. And they put them there to like stir the pot and it's low key under the table. Like when Olivia Jade, for example, when they went into the bottom two conveniently the same week as their scandal that was getting people talking and getting some publicity about them. And then like now with Jojo where Mm. everyone's so surprised, but it's like, again, making interesting television and, I don't know. It's just, it's just because it's really interesting to me. Like with, um, was it Kenya or Kendra? Why am I blanking right now? Kenya, um, Kenya Moore. Kenya. She was in the bottom two multiple times before she went home. And now we're just like throwing them at the wall. Like <laughs> it's like, they just pick a name out of a pot for some of these bottom two. It's like, Oh, guess we'll put her there. Cause like after Olivia went in the bottom two, soon he's been in the bottom two. Um, yeah. was, was Melora in the bottom two? She's not been in the bottom. Yeah, yeah, she has. She's been in the bottom once. So you see what I mean? It's not like consistent. We're just like getting them at random. And you would think that some some of the same people get the same votes from certain voters every week. I don't know. It's just interesting. But then it's like being in the and then it's like being in the bottom two makes people like scared, and then they start voting for you. And then Mm -hmm. it's like so. Then it's like yeah, maybe it is kind of this point. And that's the other thing. They get paid to be there. They sign all these contracts. No telling what they sign. No. And sometimes I think people go home prematurely when they have like a business deal coming up, or like there's all Mm -hmm. kinds of conspiracies. So I'm interested to very very interested to see how the rest of this pans out. But shocked. Needless shocked. to say, shocked by Dojo being in the bottom. So, how many people are left? How, wait, how did how many did we start with? I should know. So, that. we start with fifteen, and we're at seven, and now we're at seven. No, now we're at nine. Next week is a double elimination, so we will have seven, which then we will be just trucking right along because we bring four. Wait, to we had finals. nine tonight and then someone went home. So we're at eight and then oh, we now we're at elimination eight. go to six. That's right. That's right. That's right. So yeah. So we're getting there. We're like, we're, we're at the home stretch now. Cause I think that there's only like 12 episodes each season. And that was episode seven. Mm, I don't want it to end. I am not super thrilled about next week's theme. Me I think either. We're, we're, we're reaching. We're, I mean, yeah. how many, how many hits do we have to dance to choose from here? Not that many. Not that many. Yeah, I thought like yeah. maybe do like the Jackson five or something, or maybe do like the Jackson family, but also that's kind of messy and problematic. So I, I really don't know what we're going to. Yeah. That's what, what I was thinking. Wait, does she sing? Oh my girls of the body. Look at that body. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, whoever gets that lucky. I used to bop that on now it, eight over and over and over again. in my mom's suburban. Hey, I'm calling it now. That's what JoJo and Jenna will dance to next week. Ugh, probably. I'm calling it now. You know who would do so good at that? I bet. I bet Cody would do well with that dance. Me too. Mm, me too. I bet a jazz, a jazz number. But Sarah, I'm so glad you came on tonight. I'm glad we got this done. And I just like, I'm so excited that you're here. And I want every single person that listens to us to also listen to your podcast. So, Tell us the name of your podcast again and where people can find you when you're not talking about Dancing with the Stars. 
Well, Madeline, thank you so much. I have thoroughly enjoyed this time together. You can listen to my podcast, Wellbeing Well Said, on Apple, Spotify, all the main platforms. You can find me on Instagram at Sarah Maloof underscore underscore. It's S-A-R-A-H-M-A-L-O-U-F underscore underscore because Sarah Maloof is taken and that's a whole different subject matter. So (laughs) that is where I'm most active. I would love to see some of y'all there, especially if you like to talk about mental health and food and just all the things. Yeah. And now dancing with the stars and now dancing with the stars. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you a million times, Sarah. I know Katie hates that she missed it. And maybe next time you can fill in for me one, (laughs) maybe one time in the near future, you can fill in for me and we can get comedian Katie and you, um, bantering back and forth, but great. Keep me on your Uh, substitute list. I'm always here to fill in. (laughs) I will. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thanks. Yeah. Have a good one. Bye.